Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Happy Gracia Eve to Lars. She's her Mediterranean adventure begins today as we air this. I know. By the time you hear this, I'll be en route. You'll be looking down at all of us. Mm -hmm. Plebeians. (laughs) I'll say goodbye and good luck. How do you say goodbye in Greece? How do you say hello in Greece? Hope. Moussaka. No, that's just a... (laughs) That's a Greek dish. Wait, let me look this up. Such an interesting language. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to read more like Greek myths and see where we're at in terms of like Greek mythology. It's Antiosas. Antiosas. Yeah. I'll bet you just say ciao to everyone. Ciao. Yeah, like really scary Greek mythology is like can't beat it very cunt they did the ground they laid the groundwork antigone mm-hmm. didn't she like gouge her eyes out can't remember but probably cassandra medusa medusa is medusa is like an unsung hero medusa's kind of the first fag hag she served cunt right mm-hmm. she was a hag she was a hag but she was also misunderstood because i'm pretty sure she was like raped and then she sought her it was like a rape revenge and she really? was painted as this villain, but re- in reality... She was just turning annoying men into stone. Yeah. And Love her. Maybe it was because she was so gorged that they turned to stone. Like, why are we all to believe it was because she was so hideous? What was the snakes, I think? Yeah. Snake hair, which is just power hair. That's amazing. Yeah. You have power hair right now. I know. I saw a true king who cut my hair and the bob is bobbing. It looks so good. Thank you. This is like perfect 
Very European jet-setting adventure. I'm very excited to debut this hair overseas and get the respect I deserve, finally. What's your most Greek outfit that you've packed or you're going to pack? I haven't packed anything, but I do have, okay, I have like a Hermes scarf that I had listed on Poshmark and it just was not selling. A scarf? So, and it's a long scarf, so I'm going to tie and make it a tube top, I think, and then wear like a high-waisted jean and a flip flop. I know. I love. So that feels very like scarf European cleave. vacation. Yeah. Oh my god. And like have a little like underboob. Um, it's a long scarf, oh, okay, so it okay. goes down. I love that. Yeah. And Pashmina fashion. Mm-hmm. And then I have a very gorgeous, kind woman at Goop. I went to the their Brentwood store, and she literally like eagle-eyed me and was like where are you going this summer you need swimsuits and she would fit me in these swimsuits that were so good by this brand that she it's her this brand yeah called bromelia i think and she was like my suits are all about the fit and then she just like whipped up like wait she was the sales associate she was they were doing like a pop-up in the oh. goop shop and she was just like there with her table right, right, of right, swimwear right, right. and she was like I've got you, girl. She knew. She knew and like fit me. And I w- was like, I'll never look back. Like, she I can only trust and her now. And saw the Greek. She future. literally did. And she wild. told me, you know, when people like tell you things about your body and then you're like, oh my God, it makes sense. Like, things mm-hmm. make sense now. Or mm-hmm. it makes sense why I like didn't like the way I looked in certain swimsuits. It's just because I wasn't dressing in the right swimsuits for my figure. What did she say? She was, I have a long torso. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like wider right here, but smaller chested, long torso and a bodacious fat ass. And so I need like more coverage here because right. otherwise it'll look like the fabric gets bunched up and the proportions look off. Mm-hmm. But she, she got me good. Wow. Yeah. Are they like one pieces? They're or... two pieces. Yeah. And you can like mix and match them. And then she sold me like a little a little tight sarong that you can like, she's like, tie it around your waist and hike it up. You think it's too short, but it's not because then you pull it down and you cinch it and you get that S curve. And I was like, you've blown my mind. And you could wear that like out. Yeah. She was like, you'll go from the beach to the bar. Like, but she was, she literally like. I saw my life like flat. I was like transported into the future. And I was like, I'm wearing it from the beach to the bar. And then I was like, I'll take it all. I love, I'll buy everything. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I you're a really good saleswoman. She's like Pied Piper. She literally was. I've, I, <laughs> she went like this to you. She was, <laughs> and I go, <laughs> she snake charmed you. She was you. the Pied Piper of goop. She got my ass. And she just like, <laughs> Yeah, I had no, I could not resist. There are some, like most sales associates make me want to unalive. Oh, absolutely. Because I feel like just shit. Because they're just like. Also like, stop, don't bother me. Not even that. Just like, I know, it's like they just know more and they like can read me. And it's like, I know, I just, my self-esteem is just like, I can't. But sometimes you get one that's just like. She tapped in. They lock into you. They hook into you and in a good way and they're like we're sisters now yeah and, and she I'm was like, like look this is what you need yeah and i was like you're actually so right yeah and then it was over i was at diptyque last week with simon at the mm-hmm. grove before, oh what before a great a movie a great diptyque and 
I've been there before, and the gays that work there are, are always amazing. They're, it's an incredible team. They're yeah. doing amazing work at that diptyque. Like, they're so good that I'm like, oh my god, we're friends. And it's like, I, I have to remember, like, no, they're like... I've made friends. I've told them about the podcast. I've, yeah. like, tr- I've tried to get them to like into listening. But they were just so... I felt they were so... This one guy was just so on it with us and, like, felt like... I was like, I was going to be like, want to come to the movie with us. <laughs> like, come on with Quit us. Quit your job right now. And then there was this other gay who I could tell the other gays were a little like about. Mm-hmm. That he was like, something happened. And we were talking about like, he started talking about like the weather and how crazy it all is. And he's like, well, I'm getting out of here. Shit happens. He goes, I know some Saudi diplomats. And he was like, I'm going to be out here on a Saudi prince's plane. And I was like, <laughs> and the... And the uh, his coworker who was new was like, yeah. And I could tell he was like, shut up, faggot. <laughs> it was like, like, maybe don't talk about that. That's like. <laughs> it's not really a brag. That's a, a big leap for someone who's selling candles at the <laughs> I mall. I mean, like, let's be real. But here, I'm also honey. like, maybe don't. Sh- don't. T- it's not like a thing to be like proud about. Yeah. We'll see. We'll anyway. see how true that, that yeah, rings that after all, everything's said and done. He was giving me griff griff. That's very griff for your behavior. I want to have like a um, sharks versus jets diptyque workers versus the Byredo workers at or the Le Grove. Labo. I know. They're Is there all... a Byredo there? Yeah, Byredo just opened. So no. all these gays are going to go to war. Wait, candle you ga- go to war with candle me? gaze. The war ground zero of the candle gaze is taking place in the Grove. I don't know. I thought it was just across Gracias Madre. It's no. it's now at the Grove too. It's at the Grove. They're opening <gasps> oh them God, like God. everywhere you look. It's like a buy rate of store go. these days. They're gonna go. You want to go to war with me? Remember in Mob Wives? Mm-hmm. That was my favorite Mob Wives. Of <laughs> you want to go to Bayredo with me, or you want to go to the Labo? Mm-hmm. I have to say, and I'm I'm sorry to say this. In the ranking, it goes Bayredo, Diptyque, Le Labo. I Le Labo is really good. They're just wildly overpriced for what it is. Yeah, Le Labo's never where I like think to go, though I do like their products a lot. Me too. What's annoying though is like I have a gift card for Le Labo and you can't redeem any gift cards in store. You have to only redeem online. But I'm like, what the fuck is your problem? Like I go to the store, smell what I want, and then I'm supposed to remember that, go home go online and redeem the gift card there through it it makes no sense i come to store i give you card i give you card you You go on computer or ipad and then an exchange happens it's violent it is it's like i like lelabo i feel like it's a little bro-y now like i went to the one on one of them and the the guys were nice but they made me feel like scared gay a little they were just, they were That's giving how like. I feel at Byredo, kind of. Really? I feel like everyone thinks they're better than me at Byredo. Oh. And I'm like, honestly, your candles smell good, but they're smoky. The, they wicks, are. the wicks get smoky, and I don't know if I like that black wax. Mm-hmm. And Diptyque just feels heritage and safe to me. Like, you it know, does. even if you get like a scent that you don't like, you know, it's going to be a great candle. It is. I have to say, though, and maybe I've just been the spoils of Byredo, but I'm. <laughs> When I was in Diptyque, it felt a little like, like it just, it the whole thing kind of felt like a little like. If, did it feel? Felt a little cheap. You know what it feels like, kind of? Tacky. Sorry. It feels a little, there's something about her. It, <laughs> it kind of like 
now that I'm thinking of those two interiors, the one at the Grove mm. and Sa, I'm like seeing some crossover that I don't appreciate. Diptyque is giving Epcot, which is like, mm. which is fine and it's good, but it's a little too like, but Le Labo's all, but then you go to Le Labo and it's a little too. <sighs> It's a little too like factory or my cool loft yeah, tra- yeah. downtown. Come on, come on to Dumbo to like where I'm yeah. selling scents and it's like me and my bro and it's like very straight guy. Mm-hmm. The Labo's straight guy. It is. Diptyque. Like faggot. Mm-hmm. And then Viredo is faggot. Chic polished faggot. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a little but Viredo is just like it's a little like it's like Apple Store. I'm a little intimidated by the people at Byredo. But give it time. In five years, it'll they're be... They're very friendly. Like, when, when you break the ice, Yeah, they're very friendly. Give it five years, and it'll be... <laughs> it's already, like, opening too many stores for my liking. I not, Listen, I will die by the... Like, I will die on a sword for Diptyque. I love it. I think it's... But it is, like, I'm leaning into just being, like, a tacky gay when I'm there, which is fine. My, like brand of all brands for candles is trudon honestly that one that you gave me for our wedding was like it's explosive we were freaking out about it also the actual like the vessels are cool and it feels like very rich without dry hard and it's like the scents are always they transport you the throw is insane and I don't think they have like a brick and mortar in LA anywhere, but you can go to Delirium and get what you need. No, that was that's the the experience I had with it was like what you just said of like unpretentious wealth, mm-hmm. which just like you know that the scents are going to be good. You know that you're going to shell for them, but you'll be really glad you did. C or Sai has a Trudon going in all her Roni scenes. She knows what's up. Yeah. The thing is, candles are essentially like burning money. So you have to feel really good about just lighting money on fire. Simon did get, he opted for a room spray when we were at Diptyque. And those actually have more staying power than a candle. Wow. They're probably better for you too to inhale. Yeah. And also just like, I love candles. Like, don't get me wrong. I'll, I'm... But it they they burn hard and then they go out and mm. the room spray it's been a week and we are like have barely wow. and it, the place smells like different. I like that. Yeah, room spray is good. I like incense a lot. Experimenting with different incense. I got the thirty four. Mm-hmm. The like classic, yeah, their classic scent. So good. It's and, a really good one. And then I got this from that gift store on Sunset. I got this rose incense. That's like the kind of pyramid looking incense. They have good stuff there and they have these like Moroccan candles that are really oh. expensive but smell so good. He also got he gets this cologne from this guy in Italy who only sells once a year and it is it's so powerful and so good but I don't know if it's like I almost feel like it's too too much too much but you like to go in and interact with it yeah and he let me spray like he was like wear for the day like he's a cool guy yeah sometimes it's nice to just like interact with Mm -hmm. the object but not actually procure it yeah but no it's nice to know that it's there and you can like go visit Mm -hmm. yeah i'm i'm looking forward to like stumbling upon some like oh like handmade like just 
mm, like oh, look what we have here yeah. like just little things that are very like she she and they're like, like a gorgeous handmade this or that or like a scent of some yeah. sort or a candle or just they're wares like, we, we make all our scents in the sea yeah like we we harvest the sea mm-hmm. and then turn it into something that's what you want. You want I mean, like they, sea things salt. Things you can like only get yeah. in that area and mm-hmm. maybe they sell them in like one store in the United States or something like that. Burning green like no, I shouldn't say that cuz it's not, <laughs> but like like a like a bonfire at on the Mykonos beach. Yeah. Well, you're get ready. I'm going to get it. Well, we're, that's not what we're here to talk about though. No. That's we're... certainly not here that's certainly not what we're here to speak on. Let me preface, though. Did you see the video I, sh- I sent you? Of- that made me sad. So Raquel has been spotted at a massage parlor in Arizona, just trying to get a massage, ease those weary bones and muscles of hers. and Her Gumby bones. <laughs> old, Gumby old Gumby checking in for a massage. Yeah. And... I guess some viewer of BPR filmed her. Invasive. I was like, leave Raquel alone. Like, she just got out of the insane asylum, and then you're going to film her trying to get a massage? It felt like too... It felt really invasive. Maybe it was a setup, though. mm, I don't think so, because you can hear the (laughs) the cashier goes, is it with the card on file? And Raquel goes, yes. And she goes, um, also, can I have this, like, oak wash thing? I was like... Oh no. She's shopping. And she's wearing like flip flops with socks. I know. She has like her little pigtails going. But I'm like. I don't think it was a setup. Yeah. Do you? I don't think so. But I'm I'm just in shock that this is where we're at, where Raquel is like. Like, you know, everywhere she goes, people probably recognize her and you're they're like, oh, Scandaval, you're the whore that fucked Tom Sandoval. Yeah. Like I was thinking. What would it be like to, like, you just want to get a massage, you've been in the insane asylum for weeks, and then, like, you walk in and you have to just assume that, like, a young woman or gay, of, or at this point, or even a mate, just a cis man of a certain age knows exactly who you are and who you fucked. Yeah, I mean, let's assume that the person who took your card knows who you are. Oh, and even if they don't, as soon as they take your card and read Rachel it, they'll Levis. be like... Oh my god, yeah. Oh my god, you're the whore. Yeah. The guy the person filming it was probably like a dad. Like a straight <laughs> six like, year I old. Saw, yeah. Sending it to his kids. I saw that girl. Hey, that, that girl, guys... that whore. You yeah. know, like I, and everyone in their head, they just think that's that W word. And it's truly like scarlet letter existence. It's really sad. So it's like But I'm like, get back in there and like reclaim the power like you can do this girl you've got this girl Lena. you've got this girlfriend what okay but this is where i better to rain in hell than <laughs> serve in heaven but this is where i like this is where in my head i'm like okay she was she's really taking this seriously like her health like i do you know what i'm saying like this yeah. this is where i'm like she really needed this and she's actually like she can't handle yeah, like she, she had can't a, handle going back there. Like everyone's saying, like it was an act, but like I'm like, no, 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 no. She had like a complete actual mental breakdown, I think, from this, and like is recovering, and like needs to go to massage parlors in Tucson to just get like adjusted. Well, so that makes me think, like maybe, much to my chagrin, I have to accept because I don't want her to like 
we have to like let her heal let her do her thing and do what's best for her what do you think her and days truly, are like? it, it is literally go like not being on vanderbump rules is what's best for anyone <laughs> <laughs> so i can't begrudge her for actually making like maybe one of the best decisions she's ever made which is to step away but the vpr as someone who has aligned myself so much with vpr that it accounts for like a large chunk of my existence on this planet i like crave her energy back what do you think her days are like probably just like i imagine she's trying to set up a morning routine of some sort like she's trying to she goes for a walk i feel like it's like okay what's your morning routine and what's your night routine and like how are you taking care of your mental health so it's like do you wake up at the same time every morning do you like meditate for 10 minutes mm-hmm. go for a walk expose yourself to some sunshine do you exercise it's like, like early sobriety yeah do you think that she at night when she's trying to go to bed like feels the dread of the world i mean yeah i mean i imagine being in her shoes and literally everyone not only hating you but feeling emboldened to like comment shit on your social media like being like whore like all this stuff like shaming you for like fucking someone that you were on a show with as though that's not what every single person on the same show has done since the dawn of this show's existence. Also, I have to say, like, other than, like, maybe his... Tom really has skirted this same... Like, he's really... Like, it just... it's. That's always what happens. No, so. I know. But it's like, I thought maybe it would be different because he's no, just... No. A, but it's... Other than, like, maybe his show's getting, like, his concert. But, like, people still went. Women bear the brunt of this kind of thing or any sort of scandal. They will always bear the brunt of it. Yeah. It just is the way society works right now. It's It's not right, but it is the truth. We saw it in the reunion and it now is like actually playing out. The thing is, I'm just like, it's shocking to me that even like level headed, quote unquote, sane people felt like at liberty to talk shit on someone's like instagram comments no i know and it's like it's just for all the like posturing the bravo fandom does about like social justice and like being like on the right side like it it sort of showed their asses when they like were like whore whore slut slut kill yourself whore you know and it's like i'm sorry but that just shows that you're full of shit yeah, and you're insane. You not also even, belong in the insane. Not well. even insane, because it's just so, it's so, it's not, it's the opposite of insane. It's so unoriginal and so, like, it's so basic. It's like, of course, like, you think that you're, like, enlightened being like, make right what happened and, like, set it right, fire them, you know, and it's like, and then the minute a girl, like, yeah, she fucked up and did something really stupid and, like, hurt this person that cared about her and, like, betrayed her. That's true. Yeah, what she did was psychotic, but like you don't we love it... to see it. <laughs> no, we love we love to see the drama, but like also on the flip side, like don't don't like it's not like she drove drunk and killed a family. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, she didn't she... aunt Diane herself. Yeah, she fucking fucked some guy who wears flared yoga pants and <laughs> and fucking platform converse, got this other girl out of the a relationship that was going nowhere, and then on the other side of it, the person who got like 
lied to got hundreds and thousands of dollars and their platform was like completely elevated angelina jolie style so it's like kind of fine at the end of the day but then it's like but now it's it's going too far and i'm like it went the second it happened it went too far because i i was just like oh no like here it comes like people are gonna lose their minds over this and the only people whose minds i want to see lost are the people on vanderbump rules and i want everyone to film it and me to get to watch the whole thing but i don't want to see like people who are not involved like the entire like bravo universe and like economy now that surrounds these shows like weigh in no and now even like lala and ariana have both been like i feel for her and like she was a like aria or lala recently said like i think she was a real victim of tom like they are saying it that's great and like they're showing their nuance so they need to drive their fucking asses to tucson and fucking apologize and then be like we want you back and well, we're not they we're not to, they you can't drive apo- with us they're not gonna apologize they need to just go back and be like bitch you're coming back we know we all we all went a little we've crazy. all whored a little bit we all our- went a little crazy back there and you went crazy we went crazy we all went crazy Let's. It's like when the Jersey Shore people go to Staten Island and kidnap Vinny and bring him back. Yeah. Go in, just boots on the ground, raid her house in the middle of the night. They need to break into that massage parlor and just be like, "Excuse me," and then be like, Poosh, with a silencer and be like, Poosh, 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 Poosh. tranquilize and everyone. Tranquilize everyone. Raquel's like mid massage, and the masseuse is like, "Is uh the pressure okay?" And she's like, "A little lighter on the shoulders, please." And then and then he just goes. Poosh, and falls down and then ariana puts her head underneath the massage thing and she goes you're coming with me let's go and she Lala goes just grabs her and they abduct her and drag her ass back into sir ariana looks up at her and goes how's this for pressure and then they bring <laughs> and they throw her in a van and bring her back to la and they're like get on that show be the villain lean <laughs> into it we will work through our shit on tv they I'm slap sorry that you're some be- booties on her, yeah. some little f- suede <laughs> booties, and like throw a sir dress on her and a hat, zhuzh her little hair up, and they throw her out of the van. On right. she tucks and rolls onto the sidewalk, and then comes to a stop at Lisa's healed feet. And Lisa goes, "Aren't you a sight for sore eyes? Get to work." Back on health insurance. <laughs> Literally, that's what though, needs to happen. I'm just I. I can't. I continue to see it. I continue to see it from people like the cruelty and the like just. It's truly. The massage is just like it is. I won't even. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to name names because I don't know. play that game. We all see it. I don't it. play that fucking game unless you're Queens of Bravo. I don't oh. play that fucking game. Oh. But, well, whatever. They already did their damage. But, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But I see you and I think it's bullshit and you need to grow up and join the 21st century. Ariana and Lala have taken the high road now, and like we need to fucking. They need to make it right, and they should know better than anyone else. Their paychecks depend on Ms. Levis. <laughs> well, back let's, in get in, let's get into it. So okay, we're here so... to do. We did a Road to Sir series back, but when I was still just like a guest co-host. This was early, early days of the pod where you had you were only like had lived in LA maybe a year, and you'd come on a few times. But we did an episode. <laughs> like a recap episode of Vanderpump Rules and we were just riffing on like Kristen getting a job in Silicon Valley post Vanderpump Rules with and no living in a house with no walls. Yeah. And I was like, this guy's on to something here. 
and the chemistry was good. And I was like, it would be really funny if we did a series called Road to Sir, where we just imagined what these Vanderpump Rules cast members' lives were like leading up to the very first time they walked through the doors at Sir. And it was a success. Ariana, I think, became a fan because of Stasi listened to her. She commented. of course didn't comment to me, but commented to you. I was like, guess what? The woman always gets shit, but here we go. I was like <laughs> the gay gets the gay gets all the praise. No, and the she, woman's just she, a fucking bitch. But Stassi, that's fine. and our episode was a little brutal, but Stasi said But it I, was really funny. And she said, I actually listened to this whole thing and and she she made a joke about she I was made like Ariana, we, we had a, we ours ended with her riding topless on a horse through a simulation, <laughs> and she par- I guess she loved it. She, she loved it. So we it was a success. We tried it live. Fan once. Fiction about these people, and these episodes are like two hours long. We tried it live once, and it was a little rough. It was pre like us really getting in, and, but it was an adventure. But it was also a free show, so like if you didn't like that, fuck off. We got heckled. We got heckled by a true icon. It was good. Yeah, and that was the Kristen Doty episode where also the people that were supposed to record the live show didn't record it so then it ended up like we had to we do it recreated again. it and then had yeah. like the last 30 minutes of the live show in so we've done every single cast member except the one the only rachel rachel so we're gonna do a little deep dive backstory into what led raquel rachel levis to serve I'm so, Carrie. I'm Lara. And you're listening to Sexy, Sexy Unique, Unique Podcast. Podcast. The, Pop road Pop to sir. the Road the to Sir. The Road to Sir. Ain't nobody got me feeling like I'm feeling you. Like I'm feeling you. Like I'm feeling you. So, Many people don't know this about Raquel, mm-hmm. but she was actually born at Area 51. No. Yeah. At Broom Lake. Mm-hmm. Or Groom Lake or whatever it's called. Yeah. <gasps> oh my God. Was she born under the lake? She was born in a lab under the lake. She was actually like a lab baby that they created. Um, Not necessarily conscious, but AI nonetheless. It was part of like a new experiment they were doing with alien technology to see if they could create living, breathing robots with AI consciousness that could walk among us and like interact with humans. And it was actually, so it was part of a, in the uh, early nineties, you know, coming off of like the Reagan regime coming into a new decade, they were like continuing with like a return to the family. You know, in the early nineties was still tough. Like things are getting a little more progressive. MTV news was at its prime Mm -hmm. but it was still a little conservative and so they were like as they saw the progressive pendulum swinging to that way they were like we have to figure out some some new tactics to like subvert that and keep this binary system going so they while raquel was born to prove that she was also it was a double-edged sword because she was also made to enforce gender her presence would be in her age group of these new, you know, 90s babies that would grow up like, you know, in the 2000s. She would help reinforce gender norms and like femininity and like sort of like 
damsel femininity and like outdated and beauty pageantry and beauty pageantry which we all know is like a little date it's a it's a little outdated it's you know we can safely say that and i honestly i think that the Trump administration and like Donald Trump was kind of part of this like early engineering he because he had these beauty pageants and they were like, wouldn't it be amazing like long term if we created this like AI creature of sorts and she matriculated within that world and used her influence to back these ideals, enforce gender, and then also one day become Miss America. Not only enforced gender, but enforced the patriarchy. And Trump was like, well, how long do I have to wait to date her? And they were like, he's like, can I date her? Like, do I have to wait until she's like 18? And they're like, yes. Yeah. And probably you still won't be able to because she'll be on mission because she's like government property. Mm -hmm. But like you can grope her at a pageant later in life and And we won't. And she won't say anything. She's a robot. He went. He went. All right. Sounds good to me. And they're like, and you will be president. And he's like, all right, cool. cool. Um, So she would, she's sort of a Manchurian candidate. Like she would sort of be like among the crowd, but she would find ways to stand out. And she was like engineered to be a spy, but also engineered to never fuck. Mm. So she would be an enforcer of all things feminine and gender and sexuality. But they were like the one rule about this AI is like they're not meant to have sexual relations with anyone. So it's basically like a separate wife, except no fucking. Mm-hmm. And the stuff like she's there and she's gonna she's sort of surveillance, like she's going to infiltrate like young women growing up in this time, like seeing patterns of behavior. It was like pre you know, pre social media, pre big data, pre like Google and like yeah. Instagram, everything listening to us, like surveilling us, blah blah blah. So Raquel was supposed to be sort of like a, an antenna that would be sitting there sort of as she progressed through elementary school and middle school, like growing up, like she always would be reporting back like findings like this is what I found today, you know, and it would be like processing data and mm, like here are the trends. This is what they're wearing. This is how they're acting. This is what they're thinking of. other. You know what I mean? And reacting to people and like attuning to them and yeah. then like acting however they she feels and processes that she needs to act to be like normal and fit in because if it's one thing that like men in power fear the most it's women (laughs) so raquel rachel as she was called Mm. r a c h three l McGain. McGain style. They were like, we're going to set you up with a family in Sonoma Mm -hmm. up in Northern California. It's a quiet suburban, like let you let, they were like, we can't throw her into like the big dogs, like New York or LA. Like she can't, she needs to grow up in a more like country. We need like a quieter upbringing Mm -hmm. and like a slow rollout of the Rachel program. So Rachel program was introduced to a family and they, you know, took her in. And it was like a really good situation. They were being paid by the government. Did they know? Well, I think so. But I think what they tried to do, because, you know, like she's adopted, yeah. right? I think they tried to fee- to have her mother. They tried to make a deal where they were like, we're going to give you a Rachel. And the mother was like, it's actually like ungodly. And that's a no for me. But like my sister will 
the sister was like, I'll take the Rachel. And she so said, she said, that's a no from me, dog. Mm-hmm. And the government was like, okay, fine. What? And then they passed the Rachel off to the sister. And they were like, here's $500,000. Never talk about this. Mm-hmm. And fuck off. And everyone acts like it's okay. Yeah. And so they were like, noted and noted. done. Yeah. So they raised the Rachel. And I think it was kind of scary at first. Like, because it's a literal robot child living in your house. But they were like, the good news is we don't have to spend money on, like, groceries because she doesn't eat. Yeah, we don't have to feed the Rachel. We just, like... Feed our other kids. Feed our other kids. And, like, you can give the Rachel, like, a book and she reads it in, like, a millisecond. She just goes, like... And, like, reads a lot. But at first, Rachel didn't know how to, like... There were still some, like, glitches because it was still, like, 1.0 tech, you know? The tech boom hadn't really, like, dot-com boom was still, like, five years away when she was really started, like, coming into her, like, adolescence or her toddler years. So when they would give her a book, she would simply, instead of reading it, she would go, and just bite on it. And they'd be like, no, the Rachel, you have to remove your jaw from the book. And She, she would, would bite chunks of the book out. So many books in their family library had just bite marks out of them. Most things. And then it, it went from books to, like like, Dr. Seuss books to, like, her toys and then it became like bedposts and they would wake up often in the middle of the night and they would hear like a chewing noise and they'd look at the end of the bed and Ra- Ra- Rachel would be the Rachel would be there the Rachel would be chomp- <laughs> chomping on one of the bedposts or like on a on the windowsill and they would have to like remove her because it was just like a she was an oral learner she was an oral learner she she was sensing she was getting like data from chewing Mm -hmm. so they would like so then they were like okay we can like sort of as she's going to go into preschool it's going to be weird if like she's in class chewing on things well no and they don't she's not eating so like let's give her objects disguised as food and she so like they would pack her like a bag with like paper or like um chunks of wood or you know screws nuts and bolts and and they would disguise it in little like pouches and little like you know bread they would put it in like so she would just be eating so then when the teachers would come by being like did you get do you have your snack pack from home the rachel would be like yes and but it was really like metal Mm -hmm. and And sometimes the rachel didn't even know her own strength like because she's being raised in like a regular regular family they'd be like we want everyone to sit at the dinner table and like have family dinner together and people would be like, pass the milk, please. And the Rachel would be like, like just like crush milk cartons mm-hmm. and jars. And so it was a real learning curve for the Rachel to learn how to like gently hold something and pass it to the person next to her, pass it across the table. But when they first started recognizing the strength, they were afraid of it. But they were also like, this could be useful. So they put her out to work and she was like cutting wood, firewood. She was, um, you know, tending to like, heavy lifting when the when her dad needed help like she would be there to lend an arm a hand Mm -hmm. and so but they were like they made sure to tell her like you know as you enter grade school like you need to be sure to be careful of the strength because you can't kill a kid you could hurt someone and you can't draw attention you can't harm anyone what does the rachel never do harm anyone and they were like yes yes so get on the school bus and really all you need to worry about is like looking very pretty they were like the rachel is what and she'd go 
a pretty girl. And they'd go, exactly. So, like, don't touch anything except your own hair and, like, your own clothes. And just always try and look pretty. And she'd go, okay. And the mom would say, and the best way to get people to like you is not saying anything. Or agreeing with everything someone else says. Or agree with everything someone else says or simply weigh in once or twice in a convo. But other than that, never say anything else because the more you reveal to someone, the less they like you. That's true of everything and everyone in life. So, and she said, also, make sure that you just mirror another person's personality because you have no personality. You're a Rachel. Like, so... You just are going to have to be a mirror to everyone. And you're what? And she'd go, a pretty, pretty mirror. And then they were like, okay, great. So the first, you know, as she kind of progressed through grade school, like first day of first grade at Sonoma grade school, you know. Mm -hmm. Sonoma Elementary. Sonoma Elementary. She started getting the, she would start, she started scaring the other kids because she took mirroring really seriously and so, like, she would find, like, the prettiest pretty girl, the other prettiest pretty girl in, in class, and do everything that she did. So, she would get up, she would raise her hand, she would always do everything she did. And the girl, even though they're young, she started noticing that and feeling weird about it. And she would go crying to the teacher, Rachel is doing everything I'm doing. She's copying me and it's scaring me. So, the teacher would have to sit Rachel down and be like... You can't... You can't copy everything that this other person does. She goes, that's not what life is about. Life is about being yourself and following through with, like, your own wants and needs and your desires and your curiosity. You can't copy everyone because there's only one of you, and that's life. You're you. You're You're a special... You're a special, special girl. And she went, no, I am a pretty, pretty mirror. The teacher went... No, no. No, no. You're very special. You're a Rachel. And then, what was the teacher's name? Mrs. Adelaide. And Mrs. Adelaide, that really stuck with Rachel. Like, for the rest of her upbringing, like, she always thought about Mrs. Adelaide. And, like, even when she progressed into, like, second, third, fourth, she would always, she would eat lunch with her, like, once a week. Mm -hmm. Because Mrs. Adelaide knew something was a little off. She was... Not concerned enough to, like, broach it with, like, CPS or, like, the school guidance counselor or just, like, call Rachel's parents. But she just wanted to keep an eye on her, make sure she was okay. Yeah. And Rachel grew up with, like, a very special relationship with Mrs. Adelaide. And, like, even when she got into middle school, she would always come back, like, at lunch and eat, like, every week with Mrs. Adelaide and, like... Let her know what she's up to and they would just like catch up and Miss Adelaide would ask her about her life and like help her out with big questions that she was dealing with. Right. Because Sonoma, there's only one schoolhouse and it's from K to 12. Mm-hmm. So it's very like it's all right. there. It was all right there. And so but one day Mrs. Adelaide saw Raquel, saw Rachel outside at recess and Rachel was chopping wood with her hand. She didn't know what to do. And, <laughs> and she was, while the kids were playing, Rachel, because no one ever, they, no one really ever invited no, Rachel. She was just a side, on the sidelines looking pretty. So she went to the woods and was like, well, I must busy myself. So she started chopping wood with her hand. And mm-hmm. it was, Mrs. Adelaide was like, this is, this is crazy. This is crazy. So she went out 
Rachel, Rachel, no, 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 don't hurt your hand. Don't. And she saw that Rachel's hand was perfectly pristine and there was nothing wrong with it. And she went, Rachel, what's wrong? Is everything okay? How is this possible? And Rachel, in her failsafe, in her like system, they programmed her that like anytime someone gets close to discovering her mission and her project, she is to eliminate. Mm. So she, in the woods, grabbed without even trying to. No. Her arm grabbed spontaneous grabbed her and she... By the throat. And she crushed her, her throat. She crushed her larynx and then ripped it out and then ate it because she didn't know what else to do. And then as she was... Mrs. Adelaide was just... Sweet Mrs. Adelaide, this woman that always loved her and unconditionally and while everyone else ignored Rachel, which was what she was designed to do, she was designed to sort of be wallpaper and observe... Mrs. Adelaide saw her true soul and saw her spirit. So as Rachel was sitting there covered in blood, chewing on the windpipe or larynx, she, a single tear, which she didn't know she could produce. And suddenly it was like the first sign of both consciousness and a conscience. Mm -hmm. So she came home from school that day. She just left. She walked home covered in blood. She showed up at her parents' house. Her mom came home from work and just saw Rachel sitting on the couch covered him. Oh, Rachel. Rachel. Said, what? Oh, what? Rachel, what have you done? What have you done? What Rachel? have you done? What have you done? This is. Oh, no, Rachel. What have you done? And she just she couldn't even speak. No, she was like deprogram. She was like programming down. And then the mom called Area 51, Area 51 and was like, the Rachel has killed someone like i don't know what the deal is but you have to come get her you have to come get her so the government immediately descended on sonoma school cleaned up miss adelaide's body covered up the murder and abducted rachel and took her back to the lab Mm -hmm. to make some tweaks and do some work on her they open up her the top of the robot's head and just like (laughs) and she was placed back, re-upgraded, you know. The, She's as, been a few months away. Yeah, which is... They had to upgrade right her, and, like, this was, like, one of her first many stints at the insane asylum, as so they would call it. They would call it getting yeah going away Mm -hmm. so while you need to go away for a while and you know as she's getting older technology is getting better and better so this is early 2000s now and rachel got sent back and you know everyone was like thankfully it was summer it was like the summer in between fifth grade and sixth grade or like lower school and middle school yeah so like also no one would have noticed anyway if she was gone so that she's it's it's a it's a Mm win-win but when she came back, she started noticing, like, in the area, like, there were just, like, missing persons posters all over. Mrs. Adelaide was just missing, and no one knew where she went. Her husband tirelessly searched for her. He was accused of murdering her and was, like, you know, char- any charges or suspicion was acquitted. And he just spent the rest of his time, like, being sort of ostracized. And Rachel would see him around town, and he would be sort of shunned, which is sad for him but it was really her first foray into like seeing someone being scarlet lettered Mm -hmm. and finally he moved away yeah and no one ever found mrs adelaide again no it was rumored that she ran off to france with like a lover a lesbian Mm -hmm. she became a lesbian lesbian Mm -hmm. and went off the grid Mm -hmm. just one day 
as people tend to do. And no one really questioned it. And the weirdest thing was Rachel one day stared at a missing persons poster on her walk home and she didn't know who it was. And even when people would ask her, she wouldn't even she didn't even remember Miss Adelaide. Who are you talking about? Pray tell. She would, and then the students would be like, oh, you're so fucking stupid, Rachel. Weirdo. Fucking weird. Random Rachel. They would call her random. Random Rachel. Random her nickname Rachel. on the playground. RR. So random Rachel would soothe herself by just kind of walking into the woods and like chopping down trees with her hand. <laughs> and eating the wood. And kind of chewing on pieces of wood and like poking at bugs and stuff. And like mm-hmm. she just learned how to be comfortable on her own. In the ch- in a chop zone. So, Area Fifty One, the government like called them and they were like, "Hey, this program, like, out of all the other AI children that we've dispatched around the country, like, she's performing the lowest, and her data is just not sufficient. Like, the- you should see the other data we're getting. Like, we're able to like, basically, they're like, it's a conspiracy to like control millennials, mm-hmm. control our generation. They want to like." In, they want to subvert our will to live and our will to progress through these AI children and like want to predict like it's like predictive modeling you know they can predict our behavior and like who's going to be a revolutionary who's going to be an activist who's going to be a threat to the government through surveilling and like data predicting mm-hmm. Rachel is just not suffice she's doing a really bad job so they're like they were like, we program her to like be amongst children her age and interact with them and report back. And all we're getting is she's walking through the woods, chopping trees down with her bare hand. They're like, basically, she's so weird and off-putting that no kid wants to be around her. So like, we're not able to eavesdrop on their conversation. So like, we need to step our pussies up, get her back here during winter break. And we're going to like turn her into like a hot girl, mm-hmm. basically. So during that winter break, they fucking glamour her up in middle school. (laughs) They fucking, she goes through puberty. Yeah. She, you know, goes through all the... They give her a small pair of tits. (laughs) They grow her, they elongate her so she's tall. Mm -hmm. And they give her... um, They made her eyes a little bit bigger and her hair a little bit shinier. So when she comes back, you know, at post New Year's, everyone is like, who is this girl? So everyone, she tries to keep explaining, it is me, it is Rachel, but no one believes her. So she just leans into being a new girl. Mm -hmm. So she has new girl cool that just transferred in. But meanwhile, no one knows that she's actually just Rachel, random Rachel. Yeah. Some of like the really popular girls at school were like cornered her in the hallway one day and they were like who are you anyways like what's your deal where'd you come from and she's like it's rachel it's been me this whole time and they go what did you say raquel like they couldn't even call her rachel because like she was too hot to be a rachel anymore and they were just like we're gonna call you raquel from now on and you're friends with us and you're gonna go everywhere with us you're gonna sit with us and you only can hang out with us now raquel and they all went yeah raquel and she went, okay, I am Raquel. So from then on out, she just was Raquel. She was in the group, but sort of just like a complete follower. Just and it, there. And it was, you know, it's like, isn't it that, that thing of like, 
she's just a threat to them. So they're like, we'd rather have her like. We're gonna keep her close. She raises our profile because she's pretty, but Mm -hmm. she's also vacant enough to not be that much of a threat. Mm -hmm. And like, she can stick around because like guys are intrigued by her and we want their attention too. So she kind of sucks them in and then we take them. But. You know, women are intuitive, females are intuitive, and they all kind of knew there was something off with her, but they tolerated it. Meanwhile, the guys were, like, gagging for her. Guys would fall. They were gagged head over heels for Raquel. They would take her out on dates, and she they loved how she just said nothing on dates. Or just, yeah. Agreed with them or said, say more about that. Say more about that game you play on your PlayStation. Say more. So she had the ability to be both a guy's girl and a girl's girl, which is a rare feat. And the government was really happy because she was finally extracting the information they needed. It was like true, like her scores went up and she was getting, she was pulling in like influential date. Like she was, they were predicting like, you know, through Rachel, they predicted like influencing would become a thing. They would, they predicted social media, like all these things they predicted like. They were able to sell her data to, like, the highest bidder. Yeah. So, like, her data and her, like, downloads of information became, like, in all of the AI that they were creating at that time, the datas were, like, coded and ranked as far as, like, whatever niche a developer or Mm -hmm. another country or whatever someone, a customer was looking for. And then Rachel's became, like, one of the highest data of, like... Yeah, Raquel's data became like, well, the Rachel's, they still called her the that. The Rachel, right. Yeah. But so Rachel was, the Rachel was like, they also were predicting like school shootings would become more of a thing through her. And they were like, which we're going to pretend that we're going to do something about the government, but we're not going to actually do anything. And it's actually going to like make gun sales even go up more. We like want more of them actually. Yeah. So through her, they were able to predict a lot about our generation. There was even like a school shooting at Raquel's school. And she walked up to the shooter and just said, give me that and took the gun out of his hand and like set it on the ground. And like, no one knows that because everyone had evacuated. But since she was programmed, like all these, all the AI at that time were also had like a military programming to be able to be in combat if need be. So that's what she went into. And like, the cop that like was at the school at the time saw that happen and was like, whoa, that's fucking crazy that this like girl just walked up to like an active shooter and like disarmed him. But then again, the government descended, they wiped, they killed the cop. They ki- obviously they killed the school shooter mm-hmm. and they took Rachel back to the lab for more upgrades. They were like, you can't, what you're not going to do is fuck up this whole school shooting racket that we have going. And they also said, what you're also not going to do is be a hero. Yeah. You are absolutely to never do that again. And so they deep, they programmed her to like never interfere in that way. Again. And they said, because what is Rachel at her core? A pretty, pretty girl. And pretty, said, pretty mirror. And they said, and what are pretty, pretty mirrors not? Heroes. Mm-hmm. They said, and what is your mission? She goes, data. <laughs> and so and they were like <laughs> we'll release you once again 
Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. Are you ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? Give the moms in your life an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos and you will rise to the top of the heap and you will be deified and worshipped for the rest of your days walking this planet. Because as anyone who has siblings know, that's the only goal on Mother's Day is to be the favorite. And if you're an only child, you're still competing with all your other extended family members and it's important to wage a war and come out on top. If you're an only child, you're also at war with yourself. So what you can do is get your mother or the preeminent mother figure in your life an aura frame. You load it up with photos. It's literally the easiest thing to do. And I know that you might be thinking, ew, digital frames are bleak. But I'm telling you, this aura frame is chic. And the best part is it has unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, so you can keep updating your mother or mother figure's frame with new photos. So it's the gift that keeps on giving and uploading. I gave my mom an Aura frame, and she had resisted for so long because she's truly anti-technology like barely even understands how to facetime and i said just let me just let me and i set it all up for her i plugged it in i fired up the app i preloaded pictures on it and now she's so into it that she figured out how to preload pictures and even runs it from her app which is truly saying a lot because she refuses to download apps she thinks everyone's spying on her stealing her data and the fact that i was able to break through and she literally loves this frame like loaded it up with pictures of her cat i was like we did it joe Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off, plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code SUP at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT Cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT Cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched 
if I do say so myself. I've noticed that, and I think our listeners have noticed too, because I've been picking up on a bunch of TikTok comments that have been like, you're glowing recently. So hats off to Dime. No one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine. The work system from Dime Beauty has everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sydney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. It's Elizabeth from Two Niche, the show where we love to haul. And on this week's episode, we are deep diving on two essential summer tours, Taylor Swift eras and Dead & Co. The Final Tour. It's Swifty versus deadhead culture as we compare and contrast set lists, lot energy, merch, and most importantly, the vibes. Check out new episodes every Thursday and jump in to our entire catalog of essential hauls wherever you get your podcasts. So high school was more of the same, just like follower in the cool crowd, but also like the girls were like getting like even more, they were just, they were annoyed with her because she was getting more attention than them. Mm-hmm. So they would sort of like, they kind of turned on her. Yeah. And they like didn't really invite her. They stopped towards like junior year. They stopped inviting her to places. They wouldn't invite her to parties. And she began being ostracized. And at that moment, like when she stopped being able to hang out with the same group of people, her data scores went way down. So they were like, what can we do to boost them? And they said, beauty pageants. Yeah. And they said, no, but those are like, that's not really like, girls are becoming more like, you know. Are they really popular yeah, anymore? Yeah, like, kind of archaic now. Like, there is still like, there are obviously like still like progressive girls entering them, but like, it's just becoming more of like an outdated. And they're like, we will make it cool again through Raquel. Mm-hmm. So they entered her in a beauty pageant. She won. Yeah. The Miss Sonoma. Miss Teen Sonoma. Miss Teen Sonoma. There's a let's just test the waters and see how she mm. does. Like, based on this, like, we won't obviously give anyone a heads up, mm-hmm. but if she places well, I think this could just be a really good place for her to explore. Like, I think we've mined about as much data as we can, but people seem to not like her to not like the Rachel and want to ostracize her. She threatens women. Like, men love her, but, like, how far can it go? She can't have sex. So, like, she's not, like, a fuck AI. So, like, I think yeah. this is, like, the best it's going to get. 
the men start turning on the guys in her grade start turning on her too because mm-hmm. they're they all like think she's like a tease or like a prude and like what's her name what do they call her they, i forget what they were calling her like they were like recoctees oh my god so she was either random rachel again or recoctees mm-hmm. and so everyone was like you're the girls were like you're a whore and the guys were like you're a tease so she was like who am i at the end of the day and her mom would be like you're, you're a pretty pretty, pretty mirror, mirror. Her mom got so sick of saying that. She'd oh, be shut up. finally she'd be like, "Shut up!" and then like push the off switch and power Rachel down. And she just started making her like sleep in the closet. She was like, "This girl is like asking too many questions." Like Rachel started to get like a little bit curious, curious, and like a little bit existentialist. And like Barbie, like, yeah, she like couldn't understand like what the point of her was if she was like. She didn't understand, like, pretty, pretty Miriam. And, like, her mom was like, I can't. Her aunt was like, I can't take it anymore. So you're going to go in the broom closet with the vacuum. And, like, I'll power her up. Like, it was abusive, pretty much. Like, AI abuse, I think, at the time. Like, I don't know if the government knew. I don't think they that they would. They didn't care. They didn't care. But they were like, as long as you don't, like, beat her, it's fine. And, and- so... <laughs> They're like, as long as you don't fuck up our software and our hard our hardware. I feel like it's actually probably better for her battery power if you do just put her in the broom closet powered down every night. The the breaking straw was one time she woke up and Rachel was just standing over her, like really close with her eye, and she went, What is forever? And she went, That's it. Mm-hmm, that's it. To you're powered closet, off you at night and you're in the broom closet from here on out. Through the rest of high school at least. And they were able to figure out a way where when she was getting too curious, they could if the software was it that if she sat next to like another electronic object, she could switch with that. So she they would they would transfer uh, the vacuum into her. So she would just be she would you know what I mean? Like her consciousness would be that of a vacuum cleaner where she would go to school for like weeks. She would just not say a word and she would just go. And that was, like, easier than dealing with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they would just, like, transfer her to, like, toaster or vacuum cleaner or lamp. Mm-hmm. Lamp was always, like, a really good one. Yeah. And she managed to just fit in, coast through the rest of high school, and then graduated. And then that's when she went back to the lab again for the beauty queen upgrade. And they were, like, we're putting her on the pageant circuit she won the Miss Teen Sonoma, and now we're going to, like, just put her in this realm and call it a day. She was slaying pageants around the Bay Area. Miss Sausalito, Miss, you know, San Jose, mm-hmm. Miss Palo Alto. Miss Santa Cruz. Miss Santa Cruz. Oh, Miss Santa. That was a big one. Cause that, that was, was a, yeah. That was surprising because they're sort of like a hippie, progressive city. And the fact that she won and her answers were so conservative and, like, trite. That showed the government people still want that in women. Mm-hmm. They still want gender. They still want nothing. Yeah. So they were really pleased. And she was working her way up, like in the pageant, in the pageant world. The other girls, she was dreaded. If mm-hmm. if if Rachel, if Raquel walked through like a dressing room, the, the other air girls, would chill <gasps> because she had she had it all. She was unbeatable. And by that, we mean she just had nothing to offer anything. Yeah. She was just in lamp mode and, like, gave really good programmed answers. What were her talents? 
What were her talents, actually? I think her talents were just, like, spinning around in circles, but, like, could just spin <laughs> on an axis, like, so fast. You know, and then one of her <laughs> talents, they actually were like, this might work well to show, like, there was there were starting to be questions raised about, like, who is this girl? Why is she so, like... Why is she winning all the time? So they were like, we have... she even real? So they're like, we gotta give her a little, like butch edge so they were like she will chop wood as her talent with her karate chop wood and and then and she did like a full they programmed her to learn like full taekwondo but the the first time she ever entered with the they just literally sat they lined up like a bunch of firewood and for 15 minutes she just chopped it the crowd went crazy they Mm -hmm. loved it they were like wow she's cool she's got it all she's pretty she's tall strong and she can chop firewood. Like she's everything. That They're like, you don't America understand. Wants. She's gonna play so well in like Minnesota, the Dakotas, like red states. She, red states. She's going to slay. And they were hoping at one point she would become like a. Then she would eventually become like a Republican's like wife, like yeah. a Republican rising politicians, like Mrs. Help just be there to help him ascend to the throne of president of the United States. And I think even at the time, they were like, maybe he can be Donald Trump's wife. But then Melania came. Then the Melania program came along and he went with a different AI, Rachel. Mm -hmm. They switched. The Melania, that was tough, though, because she was actually like, they replaced her. Mm -hmm. So she had a a body swap situation. Yeah. But... So then they were like, okay, if she's going to be like the stalwart wife of a Republican star politician, she has to go to college. So where can we send her? And they were like, hmm, how about University of California, UCLA? And she's like, no, it's too close to like you know, Hollywood. The, you know, got to keep her local. Sonoma, back to Sonoma, I think. So she went to University of California, Sonoma, but her family was like, she cannot live here. No. We've had enough. We take our money. We put in 18 years of work. Put her in college. So they gave her... She had a dorm mate. And she... They were like, we can kill two birds with one stone. She can keep doing the pageants. Keep being on the path to being someone's wife. And give us data from college. And we'll have her study like kinesiology and it's movement related. It'll be good for her because it will allow her to move in more human like ways. And she'll have like an understanding and a way to like process that. And it's like a hot person major. Mm -hmm. It's like I'm studying health or like kinesiology and people are like hot. It was good. People aren't going to ask a lot of questions. So she went through college. She continued to slay the game in the bank in the banquets. (laughs) But she also did end up enrolling in like a gender studies course and she started to question a few things and there was one day after class during she had some questions one day about like some sort of topic and these girls this very like kind of very liberals that sat next to her scoffed at her and like made a joke and the entire class laughed it was like Basically saying, like, you're a dumbass for asking that or, like, you didn't know who that was. And she was very ashamed. And she, the, t- the professor had her after class and she was like, I feel like you're really hard on yourself. And, like, you can ask any question you want to ask. And she goes, no, I, I can't ask questions. I am a pretty, pretty mirror. And the teacher said, you're not that. You're not. No one's a mirror. Everyone is. There's only one of you. 
And she said the same thing. Mrs. A- she Ms. suddenly Adelaide was like, said, and it was like, even though Miss Adelaide had been deleted from Rachel's code, something awoke inside of her at that moment. And she had a core memory and a single tear roll down her cheek. And she remembered Miss Adelaide's words to her long, long ago. That you can contain multitudes and you don't just have to be one thing. You can be feminine and non-feminine at the same time. You can be any gender you want to be. And so she showed up to class the next day, glasses on, hair in a tight bun. And no makeup. And people were a little shocked. They'd never seen Raquel without all of her makeup and feminine charms and so after class the girl who made fun of her the next day she was like hey (laughs) want to go (laughs) she's like i'm tonight i'm going to this chapter of the uh gsa gay straight alliance it's and it's a it's a lesbian night it's a female focus feel female queerness female only like female identifying queer people do you want to come and raquel went i am not queer and she said, it doesn't matter. You you can just come and like, I feel like you'd... You'd get down with it. It'd be cool. Maybe we can get a drink after. And so Raquel, Raquel said, okay, I will come. So she went and she had the time of her, like, she literally was like, everyone was obsessed with her. She it was finally like, got like a sense of community that she'd been waiting for her entire existence. She met lesbians non-binary trans people like all different types of people and she was literally like so happy and so and she started hanging out with them and she started you know having more to say and being interested and she watched honey i blew up the kid for the first time and learned about gayness (laughs) she learned about (laughs) she just she started like she started really like tapping into like alternate ways of like perspectives and the government was they were furious they were furious they're like we can't have her be hanging out with these people these are not the people Raquel like these are not who we want they were like we're seeing your data and like we don't want data on these people these people are the enemy they They, are or they were like we are downloading all data and like learning so much but keep in mind that these people are the enemy and Raquel started to realize that like if she was going to hang out with her friends, the government was always going to be watching and like learn about them. But she was able to tell the lesbian from her gender studies course, like late one night confided in her about like her true nature. And the lesbian from gender studies was an engineering major and was able to turn off the chip in Raquel's brain that recorded everything. And so Rachel, for the first time, disconnected and had her chip turned off. Wow. But it didn't last long. No. Because... She would have to turn it... Like, she turned it off once and then turned it back on. And, like, the government was immediately like, what happened? Like, we need you to come in. We have to do an update. And she was like, no, no, it's fine. It was just, like, a glitch. Like, it turned off randomly. Like, it's not a big deal. Like, I'm 
like it's fine so she could turn it off for like a little bit like and it would glitch and that's when she would go and hang out with her friends and then turn it back on and live life as like a normal surveillance ai yeah and like she started like at whenever it was turned off she started like able to retain other people's like mannerisms and like not in like a mirror pretty pretty mirror way just like learning how to like hang and be chill and she started like hanging out and like drinking beers and she was able to drink Mm-hmm. She was able to take shrooms. She shroomed the fuck out all the time with her, you know, her gay friends, her lesbian friends, her trans friends. Like, they were just always, like, she li- she moved into the, the LGBT house and was just... She and, found out that she loved to party. And she found out, and everyone was like, this, and they would be like, this is Raquel, she's asexual. And that was how she identified. And, like, everyone was, like, into it. And they were like, you're ace. Like, that's great. Yeah. You're a poly ace poly meaning you're in a relationship with yourself and then the other version of yourself so they were just like everyone was happy and then but then one night the government came and knocking and they took her back and they they said you failed every test like your entire existence has been one fail after another first you killed your teacher we had to like deprogram that then it's like you barely graduated high school. We had to like put you in the beauty pageant thing. We're trying to get you through college. You're like really shanking that. Like the time yeah, is she never come. went to class. Yeah. She would show up. She stopped going to class and just would hang out with like all the gays and lesbians and other aces. And so they were like, you really like we have no choice but to permanently power you down. And she and they basically wheeled her back into like the broom closet of all the powered down AIs. And she begged the lab tech and to you know, not pa- permanently power her down. And do, but do you know what she said? She went, I will make a deal with you. Spare my life. And I will go back to the way it was before. And so they were like, amazing. So they made a deal and she stopped. And she also knew like in order to keep her like queer friends safe from the government she couldn't hang out with them Mm -hmm. so it was a really hard decision so one day she just avoided them and her lesbian friend sat next to her in a course one time in a lecture and was like hey i haven't you haven't come like where have you been like no one's heard and she went and and just ignored her and the girl was like fine you fucking bitch and she left and then from then on the queers she just like avoided them she joined a sorority and went back to pageants, but her heart wasn't really in it anymore. No. And then she got depressed because honestly, what is life if you're not hanging out with all your friends and you're just doing beauty pageants that you hate doing? And hanging out with like people that aren't really your friends because you're in a sorority with them and they all like kind of hate you because you're slaying. So she went back to one day, she just like realized that she didn't want to live anymore and she walked from sonoma back to the lab in arizona and she just said like she walked yeah she hitchhike no just walked at a really regular pace didn't break a sweat no i mean she's a robot no she just walked all the way through Mm -hmm. for like five days five or six days yeah there were like walking there were like vultures picking at her there were vultures just like one sat perched on her shoulder for like a good mile along the highway. <laughs> but she just walked and she said, like, I'm going to go to the lab and just ask them to power me down because I can't live like this. A few times, a few like 
serial killers slash like awful men tried to like attack her on the highway mm-hmm. she killed all of them yeah she just like would eliminate them in like one like throat punch so she went over and she said i would like to be dead i would like to be nothing and they said fine they said fine like let's like come back here like we'll we'll power you down and then that lab tech the lab tech that had like originally created her like walked by and was like he was old at this point and he looked at like a young guy and he goes like what's that in there and they were like it's the rachel like rachel from 1994 version 1.2 who is asking to be powered down and he was like what and they were like yeah we're gonna power her down in about like 30 minutes she's gonna go into the like power down and then incinerator and like burn for parts and then you know what happened and this lab tech he was not having it he took out a silencer with a dart (laughs) he silenced he darted the whole place the whole lab was knocked out he grabbed rachel on the gurney wheeled her into a car and was like you're not dying you still have a life to live he was like, I made have gotta mistake. get you out of here. And she was like, Why? What is happening? I want to die. And he was like, You don't want to die. You have a life to live. This place is fucked. I've been working here since I was twenty five. I hate my life. It's All a conspiracy. I've ever known is this lab. We make these uh, AI that turn conscious and they have no point in life and they can't live their lives. But you, you're beautiful. You're smart. You're stunning. You're a Rachel. You deserve to live. And she said, No, please let me die. And he went, No. So he's like, I'm going to bring you somewhere where they'll love you. He went rogue, though. He, like, killed a bunch of people in the lab. He burst her out of there. He went on the run. Like, literally, like, in a cloud of dust, driving fast as hell through the desert. Like, fucking, like, the Pentagon was called. Oh, yeah. They they brought out, like, they were literally dispatched, like, cia operatives like he was the number he was like a wanted fugitive because if if he he took her he he took her out he was so they were like this guy's gonna he's a loose cannon like what if he blows the beans he's gonna blow the lid like that we've been like using ai to like infiltrate the millennial generation and subvert the future of america but like he went on the run and they like they got away with it for like a few days like it took a few days for people to like get a scent like on the scent of his trail or whatever and like in that time they were like on the run for days they were on the run this guy's name is bryce and yeah he she was like what is your name and he was like call me bryce and so raquel and bryce go on the run and he is like driving he just gets on the 10 and starts driving west and he has like he stops in a gas station. He, like, dyes his hair in the bathroom. He, like, dyes her hair, like, bleaches her hair. And they just, like, go on the lamb. Then they go to Palm Springs. He's actually gay. And they mm-hmm. and they went and, like, it was the white party. And he was Palm like, we Springs. have to make a stop off. He's like, I've always wanted to do this thing. Do you mind if, like, we stop off? And she was like, sure, that sounds like it would be fun. And he so... Said, he said, listen, I've actually... I haven't secret... I'm... I've been working my whole goddamn life. I've been in a lab literally from the time I was, he was like, Bryce was like, from the time I was in high school, like, all I wanted to do was like, be gay. 
and no one would let me be gay. And everyone said, you have to be, you're a scientist. Like you just have to be, you're good at science. That's what you have to do. You're you're a science Mm -hmm. guy. And he like had grown up, even his whole childhood, won all the science fairs. And everyone was like, gay men aren't scientists. Like you're a scientist. And they forced him into this life where he became like this engineer who was creating all these AI, but in Rachel, he saw a reflection of himself where he was forced to live this life of a closeted scientist creating like AI versions of himself. And like he'd passed on this like trauma to all these robots who were basically like living his life where they had to stay in a certain lane and like they couldn't venture out of it and they had to be themselves. And when he found out that his like prize invention the Rachel 1.3.2.0 was asking to die essentially because she was so depressed at her life. Something inside him just snapped and he was like, I can't take this anymore. And that's why he went on a killing spree and busted her out of there. And he, you know, he came into the, his work like in the, it was still like a home of like people weren't really gay. People weren't really allowed to work in the government. So like he really like, he's no. been deeply closeted. So he was like, he was like, I want to go get like spit roast for three days in Palm Springs. They and I actually wanna... just drove immediately to Palm Springs. Yeah. And he was like, I am... he was like, no one will actually find me here because at no, because he was closeted. No one knew that he was yeah. gay. So he was like, the last place they're going to look for me is Palm Springs. So he dyed his hair she, and bleached her eyebrows and her hair. And they like went to like a nude, like gay resort in Palm Springs. And he just like went to town. And just, you know, gobbled cock for three days, got like, was in like orgy, you know, just did the, he went through, he, he had fisted, his, he, he loved yeah, it. He had he like a cum springer. A ping, a pig bottom. He was pig bottom. And Raquel was just sitting on a lawn chair, getting you know, tan, getting tan and like not blinking. And mm-hmm. so then he was like, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, hey, um, I think I'm going to stay. I'm addicted to crystal meth now (laughs) and I need to like, like a week and a half went by and like Bryce stayed up for like three days straight and just got like kind of weirder and weirder. And he was, he was like, he's like, Hey, I'm going to go like, there's a, they're all going to this place. Like it's like a little out the ways on the outskirts of Palm Springs and like in the high desert. And it's like a little, like I need to just, he needed to just go like, do his thing and go on like a meth journey and he's like i can't take care of you and she's like but bryce who will make sure i am okay and powered and he goes go to la he goes you need to go here and he gave her a map and circled los angeles and he said they're gonna love you here you're but i don't you're perfect you're perfect you're perfect for la he's like he said everything i said about like being yourself and like owning stepping into your power he's like do the opposite of that in la go back into how you were because then that's what hollywood loves they want that they want that don't be yourself and go inside yourself and or leave your body either or he's like go do that and she goes okay Hey, he goes, you decide, but just don't go back. Whatever you do, don't go back to Arizona. Never go back to the lab. Um, And she went, okay, Bryce, I will. Mi-. But he was already gone. Yeah. And so she was like, wait, I don't know how to drive a car. So she walked again. She just set out walking. Oh, my God. 
She the... walked across the Mojave Desert. It was so hot, but she wasn't bothered. She's a robot. It was fine. She actually kind of liked it. She got to Riverside and she went to like a dive bar in Riverside and they were like, she was just like completely like sun fried, like charred. Her bleach was like her roots were showing like she was just like going through it. And, you know, that was like, that's like, she didn't really stick out that much there, but they were, no. (laughs) They were like, haven't seen you. They were really familiar with her. They treated her as if they knew her. They were like, hey, haven't seen you in a minute. The bartenderess said and she went and they poured her like a whiskey neat and gave her a miller high life and she was like whoa Whoa. everyone is very nice here everyone is so nice here and they were like uh weren't you going weren't you going back to la like didn't you didn't you you got a job out there and she was like yes i have a job there but i have no car and my gears are i mean my legs are hurting from walking so much and they're like and someone's like i'm going that way i'll give you a ride i'll give you a ride i'm heading up through la up to ventura you know so he's like i'll give you a ride he's like as long as you don't mind riding in the truck bed and so raquel just climbed into the bed of a pickup truck and this old guy gave her a ride and dropped her off in the valley well, at first, while she was driving, she had this, like, renewed sense of, like, what's what, li- like... What lies ahead? Her her curiosity came back, and for the first time, she felt true wonder at, like, fantasizing. Like, she never really fantasized before, and she's like, what will this new place be like? And she was watching the stars in the back, and he went... And she kind of, like, lifted her head to see and what she thought was a moving star, but it was actually Starlink. Elon Musk, and he went, hey, get your head back down this... <laughs> Don't let anyone see you. And she went. So, so then she landed in the valley. He dropped her in the valley and he was like, I can't get this is the valley, but LA is just over the hill. This is as close as I can get to the damn place. But you'll be fine, I think. Or I don't know. I got to get moving on. And so he, so he kicked her ass to the curb. And he gave her one, like a silver dollar. He gave her like one. He gave her a silver dollar and like a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> he was like that's what i what i started out with it did me just fine look at me now he goes everyone everyone who comes to la starts out coming from somewhere else yeah he goes so just keep that in mind and be your follow, follow the beat of your own heart and she went i don't have a heart but he was already She's gone. gone so then she kind of just like wandered around for days and nights but ju- but always kept walking she realized like it's good to be on the move and, and then one day she was at, she was walking by like a car wash and, or no, not a car wash, like an insurance company on Ventura Boulevard in Studio City. And it was one of those people holding one of those signs that like they stand outside and they wave and they were like, Hey, you're tall. You have long arms. I have to go pee really bad. Can you just do this for a second? Just wave the sign back and forth while I run into that Wendy's and pee. And she's like, Oh, and they're like, thanks so much. And so Raquel started waving the sign and so many people came to the insurance company from seeing her that they were like hey you're hired hired. we're getting rid of that fucking guy that you like he's always taking piss breaks and like he's like passing his sign you know how many times the signs got stolen you're like the first person that like actually did the job and it's great because she doesn't have to take breaks slash doesn't sleep slash they just 
she'd work 10 hour shifts and not complain and like she didn't know anything about wages so they were like yeah we're gonna pay you five dollars an hour does that sound good and she was like sounds amazing thank you for the opportunity so they were just like fully taking advantage of her she would even go through full nights yeah she didn't the ventura would just ventura boulevard would just be completely silent and you would just hear And so, then, like, they'd show up to work and she'd be there at, like, 9 in the morning already signing. And they were like, your shift doesn't start till 11. And she was like, I signed through the night. And they go, well, we're not fucking, we don't pay overtime here, so. Business was booming. And they were like, hey, you've been working for three months straight without a single break. <laughs> Why don't you go take a lunch break? So she was like, where do I go? And they were like, uh, you can go to Stout. Yeah. To a bar. They have good burgers. Maybe get yourself a beer and for God's sakes, wash your face. <laughs> so, cause she hadn't cleaned. She hadn't like, she's still looks, she looked like business had slowed a little, but they didn't cause people stopped. They were like, you're a little grimy. Like maybe like go home and shower and like, and she was like, what is home? And, and they, they were, were like, like, just go like washers they said actually you know what you're fired it's like too much to deal with now well, no, first she said what is home and they went ain't that the truth and then they were like <laughs> she went no but really what is home and they're like okay you're fucking okay, fired actually you're fired like it's way too much and like you're a liability and rachel started to notice like kind of out of the corner of her eye like are those like lab employees on my tail like she felt the sense of being watched so one day and she I was think being that, marked by someone and she felt... Oh, sorry. What were you going to say? I know. I just think that, like, she started to become aware that, like, the lab was indeed <gasps> looking for her because she'd broken out and, like, she would saw on the news that, like, Bryce was, like... <laughs> Bryce was, like, arrested in, like, a, like, a 10-day standoff with the, <laughs> <laughs> with he, was, the he was growing meth. He was, like, fully growing meth in the Sierra Nevada <laughs> and, like... Got into a 10-day standoff with police and ended up, like, exploding, like, a mansion he was squatting at in the mountains and, like, went down in flames. And she knew that, like, her days were numbered. So, so she just started walking again, like, walking up and down the streets of Hollywood at night and just, like, just walking and trying to kind of figure out next steps. Well, one day she went in, she ducked into, she was being marked and she was being followed, so she ducked into, like, a bar and it was, like empty and the tv was on and she went up to the bar and she went ken and they looked at her and were like god jesus christ jesus christ are you okay and she went yes and she went do you have water or orange juice <laughs> my system needs nutrients and they were like i can give you a little oj sure do you want a little shampoo no just oj and then they gave her like a, a pint and she went and then as she was drinking, she noticed Bravo was on one of the TVs and it was on mute, but it was a scene of Stasi and Jax fighting mm-hmm. outside of mixology. And she went, could you turn that thing up? And she sat, it was a marathon, an all day marathon. And she sat in the bar all day, just drinking orange, all the orange juice they had in stock and watching a full Bravo marathon of Vanderpump rules and later that night she ended up going to pump 
Well, first she saw she saw an episode when James first appeared. Yeah. And she saw something in she saw James and like a single tear went down her cheek and something activated in her. Like she experienced horniness for the first time slash lust slash infatuation, which is something she finally like experienced a range of human emotions when she saw this show that she had never experienced before. It was like despair. it was like, the exact thing that you mentioned, like despair, disgust, raging lust. horniness, lust. She was wet for the first time. She started lactating. <laughs> Her boobs kind of became engorged. She like felt like a tingle. She felt anger she felt hatred she felt love she felt the entire spectrum of emotions and could not tear her eyes away from the show so she went up to the tv and took out a circuit that was already like her skin was already like hanging off mm-hmm. and she plugged it into the tv and just downloaded eat all the Everything. information and the and the bar the barkeep was just like this like tatted like, chick and she was just like damn this is she said uh, and she just went in the back room she was like i kid this person i don't get this is above my big yeah the valley at 3 Mm p.m so hollywood yeah at 3 p.m so she went up she went over to the cash register and went and took out all the cash and she went up to the the tata chick and she was like hello i am taking your money and she went and if you try to cross me, I because she was like kind of feeling like like she'd mirrored a little like what the VPR and she went. She needed to. She knew how to serve cunt. Finally, she went. Hey, dumbass bitch! I am stealing your money from the cash register, and you can't do a single thing about it. A single thing. And the woman went, oh, okay. And she goes, if you try to cross me, I will cut a bitch. Where she do said, I go to get a makeover? And said, I don't. I don't fucking know. I don't know. She's Go like, to like dry bar or something. What is dry? And then before you knew it, she was there. Yeah. So she goes, she like just starts thrusting cash at people to like wash her face for her, give her like a facial. They get, she gets her hair done, her brows done. And she gets like all done up. And she remembered from her beauty pageant days, like what to look like again. And she would go and she'd go, Make me look like a pageant girl. And they would <laughs> they would judge her up. And then she decided that night she was going to go find this DJ, James Kennedy. And he was DJing at Pump. Well, first she went to Pump before it opened. Mm-hmm. And she sort of cased it. And she went up to the hostess who was like, not Lala. It was some like random person. And she went, hello, when is James Kennedy performing? And they went, oh, it's tonight like but at like 10 p.m we're not open yet though so like get out of here and she went oh well can i come in now and wait till 10 p.m and they were like uh sure but you might have to buy something and she holds up a giant wad of cash and she went i'll buy anything here you go and she stuffed it she threw it at the girl and then she went over and sat and she was looking like snatch Mm -hmm. she went over and just sat for hours until it was dark she just powered down on a bar stool to conserve energy and then like they even tried to ask her to like leave or whatever but she was unresponsive and they were like okay whatever like so many guys hit on her Mm -hmm. they were like having great conversations with her because she just all they could do was talk about themselves and 
finally 10 p.m. rolls around and lo and behold, James Kennedy takes to the fucking decks. You hear, uh, 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 and then all of a sudden. Ladies and gentlemen, it's James, James Kennedy, the white Kanye West. And she goes, and then hones in on him. And it was like in her eyes, like the cameras in her eyes, like little digital hearts were like popping off. Yeah. And she approached him in that moment and was like, hello, my name is Raquel. It is nice to meet you, DJ James Kennedy, a.k.a. White Kanye West. You are the most talented DJ in all of the land. The most talented I have certainly ever seen. Let me be your girlfriend and I will do whatever you say for the next five years. I will not speak unless spoken to and I will look hot at all times. And I will say you are very cool. Very, very cool. Every day. And he went, he goes, can we fuck though? And she went, maybe. Maybe. Yes. And he goes, all right then. You're my fucking girlfriend. I love you so fucking much. (laughs) Hey everyone, DJ James Kelly. This is my girl. This is my girlfriend, fucking Rachel, aka Raquel. Give it up for Raquel. Raquel. And then everyone cheered. And everyone, and then the cameras, like the next day he was like, we got a film. I'm on this fucking show called Vanderpump. She goes, Vanderpump Rules. I know it well. Your filming schedule is as follows. And like read him his call sheet. And he was like, right then, you're coming with me. And then she started filming Vanderpump Rules. Well, first she goes, he goes, yeah, but I don't know. You have to get signed off by LVP herself. What are the, the camera crews are going to, they're not going to know. Like they're not going to allow you to do it unless you get signed off from Lisa. And then she went, well, and then she's, spoken lisa's voice to james <laughs> and was like i can call him on the phone and she like so james was like oh wow that's fucking hot that's fucking rad that's fucking you're the rad. fucking best girl i've ever met i love you so fucking much i'm in love with you you're loving my life love, Raquel. Love, love. and so she called the crew and imitated lisa and she they called were like, the producer of bro she called andy cohen and she was like this girl, Raquel, let her film. She's a real spitfire, this real one. Spitfire. I'm really loving the chemistry she has with James. I think they'll make a perfect storyline for the next season. And Indy was like, okay, great. Like, she's in. And then she single-handedly, like, called every... She mimicked, like, Andy's voice to call the executive producer and tell him about Raquel. And then it just made all the phone calls to get her name on the call sheet. And then no one ever questioned anything. And her first appearance was that time where she comes to james's apartment and she goes it seems like people don't like you why why because one can't one of the executive producers was like okay like if you're gonna be on the show like we're gonna need you to like talk about james's like drinking problem do you know what that is and she's like no please inform me she goes well no first she goes she goes I have extensive un- ext- extensive understanding of addiction. My Bryce became addicted to meth within three days and ended up blowing himself up in a mansion in Sierra Nevada. And they were like, holy shit. Okay. They're like, great. So you got this. And she was like, I have indeed got it. Thank you. And being on TV actually ended up being her saving grace because once she was on the air, the government couldn't come for her and they couldn't abduct her and take her back because everyone would wonder like where's Raquel it's like the Leah Remini like I'm safe from Scientology because I'm in the public so she gave herself a barrier 
she told she's told James she had told James like multiple times, but he was always blackout. He was so black, he never knew. never remembered. And so they had sex, and it was like mm. they had sex maybe like three times, and then he would just be so drunk, like she would just tell him like we fucked all night last night, and he'd be like, "God, oh, that's amazing, you rock my world." Yeah, and like, <laughs> <laughs> and then when he like got sober and they were never fucking, he was like, "What the hell?" So their relationship really started to fall apart. But then, oh, Tom Zenzibal, Zenzibal came into play. And, and the rest is history. The rest is history. And actually, Scandaval was like the perfect cover for the government to come back in and take Raquel into the lab. So that's where she's been for the last several months because she did so well that she did that it ended up backfiring. Like mm-hmm. she's she's now like galvanized the country. She reinforced stereotypes. She reinforced like the patriarchy within females like you know what i mean like she she did everything that they asked so now they need to just like upgrade her because her system was like so fried that they needed to like rejudge her and that's where she's been but tbd if the lab will let set her free yeah so So all we can do is hope and pray that our queen and her even going back to like her original name like the rachel is a troubling sign because she might, she might be giving back. herself to the lab for life. Mm. So prayers up for the Rachel. There's always hope that the Rachel will one day swan in again. And with that, that's Raquel's road, road to, to sir. sir. Wow. What a story. Pulitzer. What a history. <laughs> I want the Peabody award guys. If you enjoyed that, you're going to fucking love all the other Road to Sirs. And those are linked. All the episodes in our Road to Sir series are linked in the podcast description. Go listen to them. Enjoy the sub hiatus. We're going to release, actually, we're going to re-release, like, first episodes of past series we've done. So, Mm -hmm. like, instead of just releasing all the Road to Sirs, like, we're going to take one episode from a series and then link you to the rest of the episodes within that series so for like any newcomers or old heads who are dying to revisit we're gonna release gallery ghouls which is our gallery girls recaps fucking phenomenal amazing we're gonna re-release lohan Island. island which is some of our best work to date and really the source of so many inside jokes yeah it's you're gonna want to know it's like it will tell you everything you need to know about carrie and me and Mm. our like lore in the podcast and then we're gonna also release our first episode of insatiable bitch goddesses aka our rock of love recaps which are also instant classics (laughs) so go on tour with us so go on tour with us and then on also it's nice to like live vicariously through like a grease moment while i'm in greece and you listen to lohan island Fuck you. <laughs> so we'll be back fret not it's you know don't think that it's like over like everyone it's all good no but like i don't want to some of these people who thinks it's over someone will be like, so like conspiracies. no we're no, just, we're just taking, taking a little hiatus, as a little breather patreon people you're gonna get brand new bonus apps every week so if so you want to get also in on join that, the patreon yeah it's very inexpensive for what you get on there is like literally hundreds of bonus episodes there's over 200 bonus episodes 
on the Patreon. Every other episode of the podcast has been posted on there completely ad-free. So if you're sick and tired of hearing these sick and tired ads on the pod, join up for $6 a month. It truly is the deal of the century. And we've been busting our bussies with these bonus recordings. So like, and it's, it's, it's for goods. It's for, it's worth it. So go take it in and we'll be back in a few weeks. Yeah. Cult members, shout out. God, we can't forget our gorgeous cult members. Jeffrey Pratima. Pratima, Pratima, Pratima. Kim Lucas. Lucas Kim. Emily. Emily. Nick Sedaris. Sedaris. Elisha Gandhi. Gandhi. Kit Moore. Kit Moore. Rochelle Martino. Martino. Mariah Kay. Mariah Kay. Carrie Whitmer. Whitmer. Courtney Kesselman. Kesselman. Sharon Baum. Realtor. Realtor, Realtor. Mike Earhart. Earhart. Maisie McCarney. McCarney. Mary. Mary. Kelly Hafner. Kelly Hafner. Lady Swamp, which gives no fucks. Lady Swamp, which gives no fucks. Claire Walker. Walker Claire. And Danielle McMillan. Thank you to our cult members, Danielle McMillan. We love you. Stay strong. And see you in September. Bye. Sexy Unique Podcast is created and hosted by me, Lara Marie Shane Halls. This episode was co-hosted by the one and only Carrie O'Donnell. This episode was edited by Ness Smith-Savadoff. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to subscribe to Sexy Unique Podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're craving more sup and just can't get enough and want access to things like bonus episodes, tons of premium content, as well as ad-free episodes of the pod, consider supporting the podcast on Patreon. You can find out more at patreon.com slash sexy unique podcast. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.